Good afternoon. I'm John Falchicchio, Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development, and welcome to the Recovery Weekly Check-In with DEMPED. Uh, on behalf of Mayor Bowser, uh, thanks for joining us. And I wanted to bring attention to yesterday's uh, briefing by Mayor Bowser. Uh, she gave a situational update with partners from DOES, DHCD, to talk about some of the assistance that we have for residents uh, and uh, housing providers. Uh, the residents uh, should look for more information about unemployment insurance. Uh, and some upgrades that DOES is doing uh, to its systems and its services. Uh, and all of that information can be found at the coronavirus.dc.gov website. Um, and also, we opened up a program uh, through DHCD for housing providers to be able to provide, uh, or excuse me, apply for rental assistance for uh, their rent in arrears uh, for, through a program called CHAP, which is the Coronavirus Housing Assistance Program. Uh, for information about that program, you could also go to the coronavirus.dc.gov page uh, or website and look for the rent uh, page. Also wanted to bring to everyone's attention some work that the Department of Insurance, Securities, and Banking is doing. Uh, they are doing some informational seminars uh, in order to help uh, businesses, whether you're a new entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, in order to find more access to capital. Uh, it is something that DISBY works on. Uh, through partnership uh, in a program called DC BizCap uh, Support Program. Uh, and they'll have a forum that targets audiences uh, across the spectrum of uh, business owners uh, about how to obtain funding necessary to grow and operate uh, their businesses. So if you want more information about these workshops, uh, where you'll hear from experts in the field, uh, you can go to disby.dc.gov slash events. That's D-I-S-B dc.gov slash events. Uh, and before I bring in our first uh, partner, uh, Samangwe Cook, I wanted to mention uh, that she did some outreach today uh, with MPD and the Department of Four Hire Vehicles, uh, where they did something called, if you uh, leave your car on, it could be gone. Uh, this is information about the uptick in motor vehicle thefts that we experienced in the city. Uh, and we've seen uh, delivery drivers targeted uh, when their cars are left on. Uh, so it's something that uh, Director Cook is passionate about, making sure that our workers are protected uh, and they do what they can to protect themselves. Uh, but I uh, want to bring her into the conversation uh, to talk about some of the work that we've been doing uh, in DEMPED. So with that, Sabangwe. All right. Thank you so much, Deputy Mayor. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I, as always, honored and excited to be here before you today to share more news. Um, today, we'd like to discuss an opportunity that is available and will be open on Friday. It's called DC Leaf Funds, and for short, that means local DC Local Equity Access and Preservation Fund. This fund is a $5.185 million opportunity um, where we have three programs in one. It's an opportunity for us as a district to kind of move real estate projects into the, in ways that we've never really thought about before, strengthening opportunities that we've done before in the past, strengthening communities uh, as well, uh, particularly in some of our unserved uh, neighborhoods. And so uh, this opportunity will bring fresh food, community services and retail, affordable housing, jobs, recreational spaces to neighborhoods. So we're really excited about this opportunity that we have crafted here together to share. Um, and so I'll start with the first fund, you probably have heard of it before. Uh, it's called Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. Uh, and this, uh, this particular fund is very similar to what you've heard before in the past. It is a $3.185 million fund. Uh, again, this one is uh, about spurring economic growth and develop development projects across uh, different census tracts. There's more details that will be provided once this information releases on Friday. But it is about economic growth and unemployment, uh, food access and security, uh, and health care equity. This is the new component of what we're adding to Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, because what we know in some of these communities across our city, that we wanted to make sure that we created an opportunity for investments uh, where we can really hone in on health care access. 
And so that is a new component to our neighborhood prosperity fund that you've heard of before in the past. This is a brand new element to that. And so we're really seeking opportunities from developers who are interested in doing just that, bringing more healthcare uh, opportunities and access to our communities. So this is a new component. You'll hear more information about that on Friday when this opportunity releases. But the next one that I wanted to share is, uh, is, the, is our DC Nourish uh, Fund. So Nourish DC Fund, this is a $1 million fund. Very, very exciting. We have been working with our agency partners and Office of Planning uh, as well and a myriad of different stakeholders across the city who have been talking and advocating for something uh, like this. And so we're really excited to now be able to share that there is an opportunity for us to bring in an operator that will be providing opportunities to invest in small businesses that are looking to uh, provide food opportunities in our communities. So more details to come on that uh, as well next Friday, uh, this coming Friday, that is a $1 million fund. And uh, eligible applicants are qualified community development financial institutions or even community-based organizations that'll be eligible for this opportunity. So we definitely encourage you to take a look at the opportunity when it opens up on the 12th. Uh, following that opportunity on the 12th, we will have information sessions available as well. Um, and so we definitely wanna make sure that you sign up for those. Uh, you'll be able to email us and find the link so that you can most certainly register to, be, to participate. The next one that I wanted to share with you is another new one, and that one is called Locally Made manufacturing grant. This is a $1 million fund. Extremely excited about this opportunity too as we dip into the supply chain opportunity for some of our locally made businesses, entrepreneurs, makers, and such who are looking for ways to uh, take the next step in their journey around their, uh, their, their business. And so we're looking for businesses or, uh, or developers who have projects in, uh, in our Great Streets corridors that where you are looking to manufacture or do mass manufacturing uh, with different uh, products across the district. So whatever you're, um, if you are possibly, I don't know, doing coffee or durable goods of some kind, this is an opportunity for you to look at this particular investment. Uh, again, February 12th, that's this Friday, we want you to take a look at the opportunity. Most certainly click the link so that you can uh, sign up for information sessions where they are available. We also are here to stand ready to answer any questions that you might have. Go to the demped.dc.gov website for more information and details. That is where all of these announcements will be placed. Also, should you have any questions, please feel free to email us at uh, biz. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just about to give you a different email address. Um, what is that? I think it's, it's uh, DC Biz Grant. DCBizGrant at DC.gov. DC Please forgive me. I'm confusing all of my email addresses right now. Uh, but that is available on our website as well. So we stand ready to answer any questions that you might have. So Sabangla, can I ask the first question? Yes. Yes. All right. So let's go back to the slide that has uh, all the programs listed. Uh -huh. uh, so if we go to the ones that show DC Lease, can you just walk us through? So if Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, uh -huh. uh, what type of business or entrepreneur should be applying uh, for the uh, Neighborhood Prosperity Fund? For Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, the type of uh, developers are the ones that can apply for Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. Uh, neighborhood Prosperity Fund is specifically for developers who have uh, opportunities that are going to, that are actually serving our most unserved communities. And so those dollars that are, that are provided to Neighborhood Prosperity Fund recipients or developers they're specifically using those dollars for the retail component of their particular project, which does create jobs and experiences in these corridors, in these communities. And so that's what we're primarily focusing on with Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. This is for developers. And for mm -hmm. Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, and I'm actually not sure of the answer here, yeah. I promise. Uh, so <laughs> businesses who are looking to acquire their property, mm -hmm. are they able to use the support from Neighborhood Prosperity Fund? In this particular one, we would have to have them take a look at the, the RFA that is released because that's more information that we have currently on our uh, notice of funding availability. Okay. So we don't want to get out too far ahead, but that more, more prescribed information and details will be available at the time that it releases on Friday. Okay, and then mm -hmm. uh, let's keep going through them. Nourish, who applies for Nourish? Uh, who applies for Nourish, and that's a good question, is an operator. So we're looking for a community-based organization has experience uh, uh, actually 
supporting and nourishing uh, entrepreneurs as they move forward trying to provide uh, food opportunities in communities. Okay. So it will be a community-based organization. So for that one, it's not necessarily a food uh, retailer Correct. or restaurant. Correct. We're looking for a fund manager for DC Nourish. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then uh, talk to us about the manufacturing grant. The manufacturing grant is for developers or uh, uh, existing businesses who are looking for additional space to expand their existing business or looking to create a new program uh, where they do want to enter into manufacturing. So either or, it could be a business or an existing uh, or a uh, developer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we want to hear questions from folks. So if you're listening on the phone line, you can press zero now in order to uh, join the conversation. Uh, if you're on social media, uh, use the hashtag DC Hope uh, in order to uh, queue up your question. Uh, you could also, if you're on Facebook, uh, use the chat uh, function uh, below the stream, and that will actually allow uh, the team to see the questions that you have. So uh, press zero now, uh, use the hashtag DC Hope, or put it into the chat on Facebook. And I'll turn it back to Sabangwe, who's going to bring in our other guests. Sure. Thank you, Deputy Mayor. Okay, and so the most exciting part of today are our guests that we have. We always are excited to have new people here to share their experiences. And this afternoon, we have Ms. Hannah Choi, owner of Mookie's Market, and Samantha Pounder, a partner uh, at Mookie's Market, that are here with us in person. And then no stranger uh, at all, uh, Adrian Washington, uh, who is, uh, their project is Benny Market. Both, uh, all three of these particular individuals are recipients of our Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, and we have them here today to kind of share some of their insights and thoughts. And so what we'd like to do is, number one, welcome you to, you three here today. Thank you, Adrian, also for being here virtually. We appreciate it. Uh, if you could you just give it. a little bit of background uh, about, your, about yourself professionally and personally, uh, and then a little history about your business, if you would, and we'll start from there. All right. Well, Sibylline and John, thank you very much for having me today, and Hello to everyone out there. Um, can everybody hear me? Yes, we can. You always have to check in these days. My, my new catchphrase <laughs> is, you, you know, you're on mute, so we all know that. I know. So great to be here, and uh, once again, and hello to everybody. So just a bit about myself. I'm a native Washingtonian. I uh, grew up in Ward 8, uh, live in Ward 4 now. And my company, Neighborhood Development Company, is a D.C.-based development company. We own and operate housing, commercial properties, uh, both affordable and market rate, uh, pretty much in every eight, all eight wards of the district. Uh, the property that uh, I'm very proud of talking about today, the project that uh, we worked on very uh, much with and had a lot of support from the uh, Mayor Bowser and the Deputy Mayor's office, is the Benning Market. That's in the 3400 block of Benning Road Northeast. And, and, and we're very proud of it. I mean, all the things that we talked about here before, you know, fresh food, neighborhood serving retail, you know, neighborhood equity, jobs, healthy living. That's what this project is all about. So we're very excited on the ground floor to partner with, uh, with Mary Blackford of Market 7. She's bringing together local entrepreneurs, uh, food-based, craft-based, all over, uh, particularly with Award 7 emphasis to bring all these and bring them into a marketplace. I think many of you have probably have been to Union Market, a great experience. This is a, a Ward 7, a little bit, you know, smaller version of that, but with the same concept, that we're bringing small entrepreneurs and giving them a place under one roof where they can organize, where they can, you know, get their business started, where they can, uh, you know, approach the public and really serve the neighborhood. So we're very excited about that. As I said, help from the Deputy Mayor's Office is instrumental through the Neighborhood Prosperity Program in funding that project. We're very close. Construction is just about wrapping up. We expect to be complete, or at least on the outer portion of it, uh, really within this month. And then Mary and her team will get together on the build-out of the Market 7, and they will be, uh, you know, hopefully ready to serve the public, you know, right around the summertime when we're all getting out, we've all got our, you know, vaccinations uh, through, uh, you know, through the D.C. government, and we're all out and about, and we're happy to do it. So, Please come on by, and also, we're still looking for a tenant for the second floor. I think it'll be a great location, so if you're interested, you can reach out to me. I think we'll, we'll put my contact information in the chat, and we've got, you know, several thousand square feet of space there. It'd be a great, you know, headquarters location or another merchant or something like that. So it'd be a great place to locate with Market 7 and be a part of that exciting neighborhood uh, retail. That's fantastic. Uh-oh. Thank you so much, Adrian Washington. We appreciate it. 
Now I'd like to uh, pass it over to Hannah Choi and Samantha Pounder. If you could tell us a little bit about yourselves. Welcome, number one. I know this is your first time. Um, But if you could give us a little bit of background about yourself first. Uh, My name is Hannah Choi. I grew up in Maryland, in D.C. area. I've been out of uh, the area for about 20 years. And then um, when I came back, I went to go take a look at a building that my mom owned. And um, the tenants, they retired. And we, I just saw this building and decided, wow, we can create a cool little market over here. There's other businesses to, you know, there's a Jamaican restaurant, a barber shop. And I just thought it would be a nice add-on to the neighborhood. We also have an outside space right next to the building. And we wanted to create an indoor-outdoor market, kind of like something you would see in Los Angeles. And so we can create energy outside, inside, and re-energize the block. Sam is my partner. (laughs) Um, I moved to D.C. in 2012. I was just really drawn to the energy of the city. Um, I've been working in small business, helping small businesses scale for about 10 years. Uh, I met Hannah when I was working at Union Kitchen, and um, we went out for drinks. We just bonded. I actually went and saw the location and just fell in love with the idea of breathing energy back into um, this building that had um, a seafood market in it previously. Um, and then had just been sitting there for a while. Um, and we, yeah, we just see an opportunity to be a value add to the strip and kind of the rest went from there. Um, one question that we had was, who's Mookie? Oh, Mookie. <laughs> so Mookie is my, I have a lot of animals always, and it's my late dog. And um, I just thought, you know, the UKI is... You know, I'm Asian, so that it represents me a little bit. But Mookie's is a very, you know, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. And it's like, we're going to Mookie's. So I thought it would be like a really smooth way of just having a, a safe space open. Mm-hmm. Got it. And you talked a little bit about, you know, the energy and the liveliness of the area. And you mentioned that your mom had owned the, owned the, the building uh, and the transition. What kind of inspired all of that to happen as, as you start to see this transition uh, and, and the connection to the community. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, when, I re- uh, when I was young, I remember my mom. So they, this was the first building um, in business my mom owned as an immigrant to the, you know, to the country. And she decided, she was like, this is cool. It's a seafood market. There's always energy outside and people are they're on Fridays. There's a culture of Friday where people are drinking outside, having their fish sandwiches. And there was always a line selling crabs outside. And I always remember that image and that energy. And um, when we went to go look at the space again, after all these years, like 30 years, um, I noticed that we had a great space location, but like, what do people need and want? So I decided let's do a pop a farmer's market showed up one day, stayed there for three months and got to know the neighborhood, got to know that there's a lot of vegans in the neighborhood. There are a lot of people who are very knowledgeable about food, do not want processed food. And so we are out here trying to service. They wanted a deli and a market. So that's what we're, we're creating is what the people want they're getting. <laughs> <laughs> and what has that experience been like thus far? I mean, now that oh, they, I mean, have they heard about your opportunity? Uh, being a recipient and, and what yeah. the plans are moving forward. People are really excited. You know, there's a Jamaican restaurant, Pimento Grill, that seems to people from all over know about it. And then there's a barbershop where there's a lot of energy, a lot of, you know, excitement over there. There's a lot, it's very social. <laughs> and we, they're very excited that something will come in to kind of re-energize the area and also bring in food. So it will also help their businesses. So it'd be cohesive with mm-hmm. the action that's already going on. And there's more, um, I would say there's more power in numbers. Mm-hmm. So with all these other business owners, we can come and we can, we can create new things and do, you know, we have an outdoor space so they can use that for whatever they need. And we can just kind of have like a nice little community for the neighborhood. And I it'll... If you could share a little bit now about the project. So Mookie's Market, what do they currently offer? What do you currently offer at Mookie's Market? And then 
the next step in terms of the funding? How is that now attributing to the, the next step in your vision and, and, and what service looks like? If you oh, can share a little bit. Well, we're not open yet. So this, the fund, the funding is helping us with renovations. Mm-hmm. And we are starting that in March. And then we should be done around summer. Nice. And then we are offering a deli and a full service market. So, and then outside, we want to do a farmer's market on the weekend, barbecues like Taco Tuesdays or Fat Fridays or, you know, having action outside mm-hmm. and also Christmas time being really festive, selling Christmas trees, you know, for October, selling, having pumpkin carving with the neighborhood kids and creating, you know, a lot of festivities for the outside area. And we also want to do crabs in the summer, bring that back um, and just kind of create like a party outside, (laughs) you know, and I think that's always really good for neighborhoods to feel connected Mm -hmm. and feel like we're always in that connection, you know, just instead of just like a transaction, you're actually talking to the community, they're telling you what they want and you're giving it to them. I feel like I'm going to need a calendar of events. Oh, yeah. We, we oh, were coming. <laughs> Sam <laughs> is really great with that, uh, the, the event side, mm-hmm. coming up with a calendar. And we just think about all the holidays, all the festivities. I counted that there's nine months out of the year where you can use outdoor space. And how can we create it so that, you know, there's always the market will be the essential stuff, the stuff that you always get. And then the outside will be seasonal and mm-hmm. also different activities if somebody wants to do like a yoga class out there um, they can I think that I mean it sounds really from what I heard it sounds like you guys will be also working with other businesses and entrepreneurs and activating that outdoor space as well creating opportunities for them to also uh, you know create wealth for themselves and for their own businesses yeah, so yeah that would be the goal um, would be to activate the outdoor space um, just mm-hmm. because we do have that access it's a corner um, and being able to collaborate with local businesses is very important. Um, yeah, yeah, to collaborate with them. And then for COVID, we can lend the outside spaces for, you know, the Jamaican restaurant to do their pickups outside. Or in the summer when the weather gets better, if they want to do haircuts outside for, and we can have music and, mm-hmm. you know, have a barbecue outside. Just creating energy after COVID, I think, is important because before COVID, it was very, very action-packed. And because of COVID, because we also have a lot of seniors in the neighborhood, um, it's been a little quiet. So it'll be nice for the neighborhood and also the businesses to have, you know, new life. They're all men. So like we're women. So we're bringing in new energy, (laughs) bringing a little, you know, flair to the area. Nice dynamic. Yeah. (laughs) So that part is really exciting. And also the fact that we got to know um, a lot of the different needs of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. When we did the pop-up farmer's market, there's so many people that came by and spoke to us and, you know, people were screaming out their cars, like no processed foods, like <laughs> they're like activists outside. And I'm like, this is good. <laughs> you know, this is good because we want to, you know, make sure that people are getting whole foods, vegetables. Um, they just know where their food is coming from. I think that's a really, really big deal. And that, you know, for Sam and I, that's very important. Um, that people have access to, you know, healthy foods at a good price. Can you share your address, like where your location oh, yeah. is? I mean, I'm enjoying this story, but as people are hearing it, they probably want to know, like, where is this place again when it opens in the summer? We are in Ward 7, 4403 Bowen Road, um, Southeast. And how are you all approaching the construction like side of it. So uh, <laughs> tell me about that undertaking. I think for some, it's it's kind of a scary uh, venture to, you know, to get into. Yeah. It's not, not scary, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we, so we already, I already started with an architect. Um, mm-hmm. it's been about a year and a half. Um, and we just got all our permits, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. So the process now to during COVID finding, um, a contractor has been, which I, you know, wasn't expecting it. It became a little difficult. I mean, we got one, but it was a little bit difficult because if one person gets sick, then they all have to, um, you know, take off for a week or and their other projects get delayed. So it's been interesting trying to figure out how to start this process and do this process 
during a time where you uh, sh- shouldn't be around people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I... it's crazy, but we're doing it. And I find construction to be, as soon as we, I think the permitting was harder um, because we had to wait and then we had to like, you know, figure out how to make sure we can get what we want as also under city limits. Um, but construction, I feel like it's going to go smooth. We are just about ready to go. Okay. Yeah. And so, Samantha, how do you think when you start construction, how are you going to kind of monitor to make sure it's getting the appeal that you want it to have? Um, I mean, I think that we will, we haven't quite moved into programming yet, mm-hmm. um, but once we have fleshed out all of our programming, our social media, things of that nature, um, we will push hard to connect in those circuits as well as word of mouth. Um, we intend to do kind of flyering in the neighborhood, walking door to door, old school, actually seeing people, connecting with people, um, of course, masks and socially distanced. Um, but it's, it's definitely a neighborhood where once you get connected to the right people, word spreads quickly. Um, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting out there. And also I wanted to add that during construction, we will be doing a farmer's market outside. We just want to know from our contractor when can, you know, logistically, like we're not in your way and you're not in our way. So we wanted to have drawings blown up showing what's happening so that um, it really is like word of mouth. And there's seven churches around us. So there's like one person knows like 80 <laughs> and it like spreads. <laughs> so um, we're going to just go outside, make a cute um, farmer's market outside and have conversations with people, letting them know what's happening. And they can let us know what they are looking forward to and what they want. You know, most, the whole development of Mookie's has been, what do you want? How do I make it happen? <laughs> yeah. And that is it. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, so I see I see Adrian taking notes on this. We <laughs> can bring him in. Uh, Adrian, what have you learned so far from uh, Samantha and Anna? Well, well, it's hard to think clearly because I'm getting so hungry listening to all this and, and getting so excited <laughs> about this. But, uh, so uh, it's great, uh, you know. Hats off to you guys, and and you, uh, you're right. Getting through the part you got through is is I wouldn't say it's it's downhill. So it's great. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm hearing, and and it's in line with what we're trying to do is that you've got to involve the community in these things. You can't just come down and parachute down and you know do this. You've got to you know bring them in early for consultation. You want to get the word out. You want to make sure, and, and what I really like you guys are doing is you're being complimentary to your neighbors, and so they view it as something that's helping to, you know, animate their businesses and bring it to it. So you, it's like everything else in life. I mean, you've got to collaborate, and the more collaborate, there's, you know, a lot of success to go around, and if you help me, then I help you. So I think what you guys are doing great, and I can't wait to come there and, you know, break some crabs and, and partake <laughs> in all the other fun stuff. Sound like you got going on. Thank you. Great. Well, let me uh, bring some of our uh, uh, viewers into the conversation mm-hmm. uh, and uh, answer some of their questions uh, for Sabangloy. Mm-hmm. Uh, first question for you from Facebook, uh, and it's from Jamie. Uh, Jamie asked, uh, when can we expect to be notified about receiving the Bridge Fund grant? Okay, good question. And I'm not sure what category, so if you want to <laughs> run through them. Um, majority of the Bridge Fund notifications have already gone out. Uh, and so if you have not received anything, feel free to email uh, us at whichever bridge fund you apply for. The only bridge fund that currently is open uh, right now is, is the Entertainment Supporting Businesses uh, Bridge Fund. That's the one that's open. And so once that closes this Friday, then we'll begin review and begin um, sending out notifications for that. So the Supporting Entertainment Bridge Fund is the only one uh, that has not gotten notified this far. And I sometimes get confused by the supporting entertainment. So entertainment, we broke out into venues, and mm-hmm. and you want to walk through that? Yeah, supporting businesses. So this is the second part of the entertainment uh, bridge fund. And so the supporting businesses are like your audiovisual, your equipment, your equipment rental company, your uh, your booking agencies, and the like. And so those that have been indirectly impacted by the uh, entertainment or venues or events or activities that are taking place 
from uh, at those uh, different venue locations. And so all of those vendors that uh, this is specifically used for events and opportunities and, uh, and activation, those are the businesses that will be eligible for this opportunity. Okay. And uh, another Facebook question we had was from Ricardo. Uh, so Ricardo asked if the Neighborhood Prosperity Fund uh, can be used for projects and endeavors such as uh, video production studios and training facility. Is that an eligible uh, use for the uh, neighborhood prosperity fund? So for the so it is for the developer, and the developer has to identify a tenant uh, that would that they would then um, bring on board uh, for either that retail experience at the lower level. So based on that, and more information will be prescribed in the uh, RSA on Friday. It will share with you exactly uh, who are who are those eligible uh, businesses or tenants uh, that the developer could choose. And actually, while you were talking, I mm -hmm. thought of a follow-up question. Amazingly, Quentin on Facebook asked the same question, uh -huh. uh, which is uh, who falls under the umbrella of developer, um, and uh, how do small businesses or nonprofits can they apply as well? Yeah, you are a part of the development team, so uh, you could be someone like Adrian Washington Neighborhood uh, Development Company, and they have also brought on board maybe so, a, a nonprofit organization that is also a part of that particular project. So the developer is a development team that makes up a, a, a body, a large body of folks who are interested in uh, doing that particular project. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Hannah, do you consider yourself a developer? Is that what you do professionally? No. I okay. just think more like um, I was a set designer, so for films, so more kind of like, you know, you see a place and everything turns into kind of a little bit of a movie. You can see it mm -hmm. come to life. And so I guess more visual, visionary. <laughs> right. So in yeah, that for you guys' project, yeah. I'll yeah. Know. For that RSA, there's a slightly different. For this one here, as this round comes out, there'll be new prescribed update okay. uh, eligibility requirements. And that, that's uh, another question we had mm -hmm. uh, that we've seen on Facebook is just to repeat, and I'll ask the studio and the folks here to bring up the number uh, and email address for mm -hmm. uh, folks who are interested in the Neighborhood Prosperity Fund. Yeah, just go to dcbizgrant at dc.gov. Uh, great. So dcbizgrant uh, at dc.gov. Mm -hmm. That's where you get it. And also, the other thing is, folks aren't behind because the the application actually opens on Friday. Opens on Friday. It is not open yet. Great. And uh, they'll be able to apply over the course of a month uh, and get back to us by the Ides of March. Mm -hmm. Correct. You got it. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so, uh, Adrian, talk to us a little bit, too, about I know Mary's not able to be with us today. But the programming uh, for inside the market, how is that coming together? And if uh, folks are interested in connecting on that portion of it, and then you mentioned the second floor space. So what kind of uh, uh, operator or business do you think could work in the second floor space? Mm -hmm. Well, first, in terms of the programming, yeah, I do wish that Mary was here today. Uh, Mary's really the one you know, leading that. But, I mean, she's been working on this for years and, and reaching out to local businesses. So I know that she has a um, good lineup. Um, she probably still has some space and, you know, things are fluid. So um, I think you can reach out to her. I believe the uh, the website is uh, market7.com. Um, so I do that. In terms of second floor space, I mean, we're open. I mean, clearly going to have this exciting uh, market below on the ground floor, but there's room for other things. I mean, we have talked to people who are office tenants. We've talked to people who are healthcare providers. Uh, we talked to people who uh, you know, had like uh, gym facilities, things like that. So it's really, it's really quite open. I mean, it's second floor space. It's going to have great location. I mean, it's right there on Benning Road. You got a lot of traffic counts. It's not too far from 295. So you have a, a lot of highway coming up. There is going to be streetcars going by there one day. So it's really great access. We have parking in the neighborhood. So really, any kind of business that you know wants to locate in Ward Seven and really hopefully serving the community. And then you deliver on the second floor spaces uh, available when, starting when? Well, we're ready now. I mean, the building, you know, you know, sorry to do with the real estate speak, but the what's called the corn shell that is sort of the, you know, outside the building, the roof, the windows, and just the, the bare walls, the interior, I mean, that's ready now. So we really are, are ready to start interacting with uh, potential tenants and then the process is if you come in and we start, we talk about how to customize the space 
for you for your use. But we're really we're we're ready right now. Okay. And then if I say a term to you, you tell me if it means anything to you. Okay. <laughs> ready? Okay. <laughs> All right. Choo uh, choo seven. No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, I'm glad you thought for a second. Uh, so that was, uh, it stands for, it's actually a nickname for February 27th, 227, 227, because that was the day that uh, Mayor Bowser opened up the streetcar. And the streetcar is actually eventually going to come by uh, Market 7. So tell us how that fits in. And also, are you guys in an opportunity zone? We are not. Interestingly, we are right across the street from Opportunity Zone, which I don't know, John, if you have the authority to, like, move the line a little bit, that'd be great. But, uh, you know, maybe next time around. But, no, so we are not in Opportunity Zone. We're right across the street from one. And, you know, going back to the streetcar, I mean, I think it's going to be tremendous, you know, for our business as well as for the residents. I mean, right now it stops kind of right there around Langston Golf Course, and it's just a natural extension to go take it across the Benning Bridge, uh, over there to all the great development that's going on, on on the other side where it hits Minnesota Avenue. So we're super excited about that. We think it's going to be great for us and great for the community. And remind me if you know, uh, the uh, I know DDOT is still doing design, but is there a river terrace stop? Is there a stop right near the market, or would there be in the future plan? I don't know. I'm pretty sure, though, there will be. I mean, there's a, a natural um, kind of uh, a commercial hub there. I don't know. Folks uh, who go by there, old-time D.C. folks know the Chateau. That's sort of right next door. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. So, And also, we're kind of like the sort of the last stop before you kind of go over that bridge. So to me, that'd be a natural place. If it's not, like, directly in front of us, it'll be, like, within a block or so. I think what I also is exciting, uh, uh, particularly on the Market 7 side, about what we do know uh, regarding that lower level is that they'll be activated, that Mary is, is uh, primarily focused on activating that space with entrepreneurs specifically mm -hmm. from Ward 7. Uh, and I think that's the most unique, um, you know, element to what her programming, um, you know, plan is. I know she's thought a lot about how to also mm -hmm. create jobs in a training opportunity. She's been working quite a, quite a bit with the Department of Employment Services, uh, their Talent Client Services uh, unit as well, considering you know, how, how do we also create opportunities and jobs and training as well uh, and upskilling. Uh, and so I know that uh, what I can't wait to see and I'm excited to see as she breathes this, this new kind of experience in the community is how uh, to then activate and bring in these entrepreneurs that are from Ward 7. So I think that's really exciting and powerful uh, to witness. Um, I know she has been uh, talking to quite a lot of different stakeholders across the, across the city, specifically in Ward 7 and other agency partners as well. No, I mean, absolutely. Said, I don't, I don't think, I okay, think I could put it together. I mean, we're really, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. <laughs> okay, no, I say that that you you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's really impacting Ward Seven in so many ways. It's supporting entrepreneurs who are there. It is providing jobs and job training. It's providing healthy food. It's providing locally made uh, goods. So it just is really a, and it's done you know in a partnership with the River Terrace community. So it's just all these things coming together that really just reinforce each other, and, and it's really what the project's all about. And then just bringing uh, Hannah and uh, Samantha back into the conversation, uh, you talked a little bit about how neighbors have talked about food equity and the importance of uh, not always having processed food options. So how how have you approached that work and kind of getting uh, more up to speed on what uh, residents want and why that's important uh, for us to continue to focus on? Um, when we were doing the farmer's market, it was my whole approach was um, just taking a look in the area, I was just like, all right, let's just do vegetables and fruit first. And, um, and then it grew to uh, guacamole, like making it out there. It's just, we're introducing new things as we were also just letting people tell us what they want, which is, um, I mean, our whole philosophy is to have whole foods, <laughs> healthy whole foods. I want you to buy it and go home and make it. Um, cause I don't know how to cook it <laughs> for you. So the whole point is I want you to take it home. I want to provide you with everything that you need to go and cook 
and not eat junk. And that, that is my philosophy and that's Mookie's philosophy. So we're just trying to create, um, I think for Sam and I both, we're very, that's just kind of how we are. They're just, and then knowing that the neighborhood was like that also from the feedback, it was just, it was really simple and just kind of natural. Yeah. And I would say that um, one thing is that people really know what to feed themselves already. Um, they just don't necessarily have access to it. Um, and we found that the food that we were offering in the farmer's market, it kept getting pushed farther and farther. Um, so say we started with apples and then someone would ask for aloe because they go home and they juice or turmeric root. Um, things of this nature where it was just a natural progression of we started with one thing and then we kept adding. Yeah, it sounds it was like demand. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot of demand. Um, but I also noticed that there's a lot of vegans in the neighborhood. A, a lot of people juice. Um, so when they juice, it's like, uh, what are we going to do with some of this stuff afterwards? So we wanted to create composting with the Jamaican restaurant and kind of have um, create a different kind of healthy community. Uh, maybe it's a feminine touch. I don't know. <laughs> it feels that way. But um, a lot of juicing was asked. Lots of just everybody wanted something healthy. Some people are like, do you have quinoa to like, you know, turmeric? So whatever the demand is. And we we're so happy because we're knowledgeable about food. And we're always constantly learning. And people come in and talk to me about their diabetes or their stage four cancer that's Somehow they were able to heal with juicing. And so you hear all these interesting stories and um, they have me researching a lot of stuff too. So it's been, it's been quite a journey, but um, as long as we have this conversation, that's how Mookie's was started with the customer and the trust is built, we can provide. I mean, it's a really healthy, uh, I feel like connection very honest back and forth. And um, I think that's the special part about Mookie's is that we are very connected with people who are going to be our customers. And have you figured out too, like when you're open, how will you keep your sort of supply chain like agile uh, in terms of what you provide and the offerings that you provide? Um, I think just working directly with farmers. Hannah has a lot of access um, to different vendors already. Um, and so working with them to source different products. Um, but one thing that we want to go back to is more seasonal eating. Um, and when you're working directly with farmers, that is a possibility, specifically local farmers, um, not necessarily going out to a country, another country that has something in season all year round. Um, and yeah, I think it's just going to be, a, it's the same thing as being flexible in those relationships with the customer as it is with being with your vendors. And um, will you have prepared food as well? Yes, we will offer prepared food. We'll have coffee for the morning. We'll have breakfast sandwiches, um, kind of grab-and-go salads. We will have deli sandwiches. Uh, so we'll, we will offer prepared foods as well. Yeah, they ask, um, a lot of people ask for um, sandwiches. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, wow, this is what you want. They're like, yeah, we want healthy sandwiches. And um, so that's when the whole deli came about and we're naming all of the sandwiches after our friends pets <laughs> it's easier and um yeah so what basically what and the and the great thing is we didn't have to like stretch so hard or impose our food ideas these are all ideas that are coming from literally the neighborhood so that's all we're doing is just offering it and making it look fun and just coming up with different ideas so that we keep, you know, the customers, oh, like there's a new event today or a new event tomorrow. And just keeping the community engaged in what we're doing is um, is a big focus for us. You know, it, it sounds like you guys have a really interesting dynamic with the other uh, businesses that are along your strip. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what does that relationship look like? It sounds like you, you have a space uh, for your, in your lot, uh, for Mookie's marketing to do outside kind of activation and stuff like that. And so you also mentioned a little bit about how Pimento Grill was possibly doing pickup and that kind of thing. And so it made me think about like, wow, what is the relationships look like amongst these uh, four or five businesses that are right here on the strip and how you guys are, are helping one another. So I'd love to hear a little bit, a little yeah, bit yeah. about how that. Well, how it's, it really is 
um, just one day I just showed up. <laughs> Nobody knew me. And I was like, I was here when I was five. Nobody knew me. And it was, so I just started talking to Gary, the owner of Pimenta Grill. And, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of like when people just make a natural organic connection to one another. And then he was telling me more about what's been happening in the neighborhood. And then the barber shop has a lot of barbers mm-hmm. and they wanted to check out what we were doing. And then they were like, oh, we can buy fruits and vegetables here. Um, and then the owner, Lee, who's a vegan and, you know, weekly we would put a bag together, like a little CSA bag together for him. And it created this nice, natural relationship between us. And um, they're hard workers. They have so much pride in their businesses. And then there's like this building. What is going to happen to this one building on the corner is going to be really important for the energy of the rest of the strip and the neighborhood. Because that's the way it's designed. It's literally like a little island just right there. And it's just a couple businesses. And we have a lot uh, right next door to us. And so with um, the barbershop, I told them, I was just like, well, when the weather gets better, use that space to cut hair. And then for Pimento Grill, we can create, you can you, you know, put a table out there, create a system. And um, for COVID, pick up. And we can just collaborate on different ways to help each other out mm-hmm. so that, you know, people aren't just waiting outside or there's something for people to do while they're waiting for, for food to pick up. Since they can't eat inside. <laughs> you guys are your own little family. Over oh, there. yeah. We're creating a world. <laughs> oh, a world. Oh, a world. Sorry, we are in our world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us now. Uh, so it's February 9th. So tell us on August 9th or September 9th, what are, uh, what's your aspiration for what that looks like? What are you going to be doing that day? Well, definitely by September, I want to be open. I want, you know, the outside um for us to have things going on on the outside, to be moving, having energy going inside, and really just have like a business that is moving and also having, like I always do, when I take a step back across the street on Bowen and I always take a look at the strip and the building. I see the building and then I see the open spot. And the building looks like a little small castle, the way it's, it's like old school DC design. And I think about lights and I think about music and I think about like energy and, you know, people feeling like they have a healthy, fun space and people are investing in their neighborhoods and that people can also, you know, be excited to cook. And also the holidays will come up and, you know, we'll take orders on turkey to get it from a farm, you know. And these are things that we spoke to the neighborhood about. So people are very aware of that. And people are also wanting to spend money on things that are good for them. We're providing that. So by September, that's what I'm hoping for. All right. A lot of action. Samantha, (laughs) I just looked. September 9th is a Thursday. So what's going to happen that day (laughs) at the market? Uh, Thursday. Um, I mean, it will just be, that's a normal business day. We're setting up for the weekend. Um, People are coming to get their coffee before they go to work. Um, Maybe school is back in Real session, <laughs> unclear. Um, yeah, people are coming to get their coffee. People are coming to get their breakfast sandwiches. Um, they're stopping by on the way home to grab eggs or they forgot their kale. I don't know. Um, and business is bustling. We have a pickup window, so people are ordering prepared foods online um, or through an app and then just coming right to the window for a quick pickup. Um, hopefully we'll have some participation from the city in terms of that parking spot out front um, for a quick, like, pull up, grab your stuff, and go. Um, yeah. That was subtle. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise uh, September 9th is not my birthday or anything like that. I'm just taking a date uh, where you all said that the summer is when we'll open. So, uh, Adrian, what's going to be happening at Market 7, you think, uh, on uh, September 9th? Uh, or I, I in mean, that time. You know, September 9th is going to be great. And, and also, we have outdoor space as well. So I think that, you know, September 9th, our, you know, garage door type window is going to be open. People can be flowing in and out. And, and really, I mean, I think for the entrepreneurs there, I think their dreams are going to be realized. Uh, you know, I was a young entrepreneur a long time ago. I remember what it's like to sort of open your doors for the first time and, and get out there. So I, I see 
you know, throngs of customers coming there, people from the community meeting there, people of all ages, you know, all backgrounds there. Um, just a lot of fun and excitement going on and just, you know, a place where, you know, I'm going to be hanging out a lot personally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Sabangwe, I'm not going to ask you the September 9th question. Unless you want to answer, offer uh, where you'll be on September 9th. But uh, what's your parting advice for folks who are watching and thinking about uh, approaching uh, or how they should approach these grant opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. I think the one parting, um, you know, note or, or that I would flag is that uh, if you have a question or in doubt and you're excited about these three opportunities, please, uh, by all means, if you're curious about anything else prior to this application opening on Friday, feel free to email us at dcbizgrants at dc.gov. I think that's the, the main thing I would like to flag. So if you have an outstanding question, uh, feel free to email us. Uh, nine times out of 10, that question will be answered on the 12th at the time that the RSA, uh, the request for application is open. Uh, and then you'll also be able to join the information sessions that follow. Fantastic. Uh, so your uh, safety is really important to us. Uh, it's the most important thing. We've uh, got to keep emphasizing, obviously, to do all that you can uh, to keep yourself safe from the COVID uh, virus. But we know there are a lot of business owners who are watching, uh, who use deliveries, who make deliveries. Uh, and so we want to once again just uh, remind you that we're doing an awareness campaign uh, that if you leave your car on, it'll be gone. And so MPD is going to keep pushing out this message. We'll push it out in DEMPED and uh, the Department of Four Hire Vehicles. So we really need everybody to just be more vigilant uh, as you're uh, doing your business uh, with your car, as you're going about deliveries. Uh, Sabangwe, I don't know if there's any actually parting tips from that, uh, but I know that you all talked today about not leaving the engine running, mm -hmm. to lock your car, to mm -hmm. take your keys, stay in mm -hmm. alert. Anything else that you would impart on folks? I think the biggest thing is is just being aware of your surroundings, not uh, for not only our drivers who are doing delivery, but also the restaurants and, and uh, folks that are out there. Let's just make sure that we are helping them as well. They're out here delivering food. They're helping businesses continue to grow and flourish. Uh, you know, during this, uh, during coronavirus, uh, you know, the season that we're in now. Uh, and so I just want to make sure that we all understand that we truly are in this together, and it takes a village to make sure that we're trying to support everyone as best as we can. So I think it's really important that we all are very cognizant about how we help one another, and especially these drivers that are out here delivering food, picking up food. Really important. These are drivers from all over the city. These are drivers that are coming from uh, Virginia and Maryland as well. And so we just want to make sure that they're coming here, patronizing, picking up food orders for uh, for residents or wherever, that we are making sure that they are being uh, as safe as possible. So, again, never leave your engine mm -hmm. running, lock mm -hmm. your car, uh, take your keys with you, and, and as always, stay alert. Uh, Sabangla, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, we all love D.C. because mm -hmm. we look out for each other. Uh, so, Samantha, Hannah, Adrian, thank you all for uh, joining us today. Thank you all for tuning in and make sure that you uh, continue to mask up and we'll see you next week. Thank you again.